hi guys this is fj back once again so as we all know that france is still going through uh, a phase of uh, terrorism it's facing uh, extreme uh, level of threat terrorist threat and uh, the whole country is still on high alert and uh, the terrorist threat is uh, not just from jihadist uh, terrorists but it is also from uh, the far right because uh, there are fears that uh, there could be reactionary violence from uh, the far right in in, in france so uh, even today uh, one person of uh, of of uh, caucasian descent uh, he was arrested uh, he was a member of a far right group and uh, according to french police he was about to uh, go and kill innocent muslims and he was shot by the police so um, there's fear of terrorism obviously from uh, the far right as well as uh, the jihadis uh, who are living in france now most of the people who are actually uh, posing a threat they are uh, not native french as in they were not born in france they are uh, migrants and refugees so there's that as well i mean france uh, the french government will obviously have to decide what it uh, intends to do with uh, these people because clearly it's not working out right uh, france initially gave them refuge but clearly these people have uh, failed to you know uh, adjust in the french society they obviously um do not agree with uh, most french values and um, so it's now up to the french government uh to decide what it wants to do with these people because um as long as most of these people are in france they will continue to prove to be a problem right so so that's that's something that the french government um the french policy makers they have to figure out but i just want to say that there are a lot of people who have been cheering these attacks and most of these people obviously have been doing that uh, cheering thing on 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 the internet right and most of these people are actually from third world countries right some from asia some from uh, middle east and uh, so a lot of people uh, based in the west they've been asking me that why are these people supporting these acts of violence right because uh for someone who has lived their whole life uh in a civilized society uh, in the west uh, it's it's very hard for them to comprehend uh, how can someone with a rational mind react in such a way and how can someone justify brutal beheadings of innocent people right people who have done no harm to anyone so the answer to that is that look these people who are you know praising these acts of violence acts of terrorism against france you have to understand that violence is very normal for these people these people the countries these people live in countries like pakistan countries like afghanistan bangladesh right somalia syria iraq i mean people living in these countries they're very very uh, used to 
the violence, especially violence in the name of religion, right? Um, that is that is normal to them. That is not something um, that is out of the ordinary. That is not something that they are horrified by. Obviously, I'm not talking about all the people from these countries, but I'm talking about the majority, right? The, the majority is, is that way. And uh, the reason behind that is very simple, because these countries do not really have any uh, serious human rights uh, laws. They, um, they don't have... Uh, religious freedom they don't have freedom of speech um, the religious minorities in these countries muslim majority countries um, not all of them obviously but a lot of them a significant number of them um, the religious minorities don't have uh, any real rights even though the constitution you know uh, may allow them rights but those rights are actually not delivered to them by the state right and uh, I mean, I personally know that in Pakistan, in most cases, uh, non-Muslims just avoid going to the police if something um, unjustified happens to them, right? If the perpetrators are Muslims, most of the time, non-Muslims do not approach the police in the first place. So, um, I mean, that's how it is in these countries. Uh, we all know how these countries treat their minorities. We all know how these countries treat the concept of freedom of speech or freedom of religion, right? Um, and uh, I mean, I don't, I really, I mean, I, I can't really do 50 episodes on just this one thing, to be honest, because there's so much to say. But uh, that's not the point. That's not the topic today. But I'm just saying that it, it's just not a secret. Everybody knows that these countries do not really care about human rights in fact i will tell you this thing you will notice in in many cases that from you know if, if you ask people of these countries that who are your villains right most of the time they will tell you the name of, of a person um which will shock you right so for example for many pakistanis dr abdul salam is the villain right although he's uh he's a nobel prize winner he was the first Pakistani to have ever won the Nobel Prize for science, but he was obviously um, rejected by his countrymen. He died a miserable death, and um, he, you know he's been dead, you know, since decades now. But they're still hating on him. I mean, very recently I was seeing this video from Pakistan. There was this person. Um, who happens to be uh, some kind of youth leader. I mean, Pakistan has this youth parliament thingy and he's apparently the leader of that youth parliament. And uh, this guy has been uh, getting elected for some time now. So obviously he has the support of the people. People support him. People support this guy. And obviously they also support what he does. And so I was seeing a video of this guy and this guy was basically blacking out a picture of Dr. Abdul Salam. It was some location and there was this banner. It had uh, the picture of Dr. Abdul Salam on it and he was basically uh, spray painting it, you know. He was blacking it out. So, um, I mean, that's the youth leader of Pakistan. The leader of Pakistan's so-called youth parliament. So if you've got youth leaders like that, I mean, what am I really expecting from 
older people really <laughs> so it's it's really hilarious um because uh, you know mr imran khan he's on the front line right now and uh, he's he's at the front line with mr erdogan and you know they they're both lecturing france on all this stuff but um you know when people get killed in these countries in the name of religion nobody bats an eye right very recently uh, a professor of radiology got killed in pakistan um in another incident there was this uh, ahmadi guy who got killed um during a trial inside a court if you can get killed inside a court i mean you can get killed anywhere then i mean you are not safe no matter where you are so i mean the the court is really supposed to be one of the safest places right but no this guy um, was even not safe um inside a court and he got killed the guy who killed him um justified his uh, crime by saying that uh you know he was defending his religion and he was told by this religious personality to you know commit this crime and this guy is uneducated right the the murderer right he's he's uneducated he does not have a job but overnight just by killing this person whose only crime was being an amadi right and he he was also accused of uh, blasphemy which was obviously a false case it was fake it was made up um this guy overnight killed one person over religion and the other day he was a hero pakistanis had his picture on their display pictures on twitter, on, on on twitter and facebook right they they had his picture on their display pictures so this is the level that we are talking about this is what i'm trying to convey that these people are very used to this kind of violence first of all they're used to violence period secondly they're used to used to especially used to the kind of violence in which somebody gets killed in the name of religion right and obviously that religion is islam right not just any religion obviously islam if 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 a muslim gets killed by 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 a jew or a christian or a hindu anywhere in the world it's islamophobia right that's what they call that islamophobia but when a muslim kills a non muslim or even when a muslim kills another muslim it's 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 not a big deal it's crickets that's what it is <laughs> so so yeah that's that's the kind of hypocrisy we are talking about and uh, i mean you will never see these pakistani journalists you know saying anything about uh the condition of minorities in pakistan you will never see them uh, talking about um how bad it is really for the minorities i mean minorities are not even an issue in pakistan i mean in the mainstream media in the not so mainstream media wherever you look you have all these journalists all these reporters commentators and you know all these people but at the end of the day nobody is really interested in um you know reporting on the issues of minorities nobody discusses them you know nobody and um, that's the i mean that's the society that we are talking about and right now we are just talking about pakistan right but this same thing can be applied on plenty of other muslim majority countries i'm just talking about pakistan because you know i i know pakistan from uh from a personal uh 
uh, experience but uh, you know the same thing can also be applied uh, on, on plenty of other muslim majority countries right so that's the thing i mean so these people who are cheering uh, these uh, terrorist attacks against france on internet most of these people come from these countries which are pathetic when it comes to human rights right in fact their villains are usually the ones who are very passionate about human rights those people are usually the villains in these countries and they are called traitors and you know all kinds of names and so so that's the reality of these countries and uh, look you have to understand one thing as far as mr imran khan is concerned the reason that he is uh, you know engaging in this rhetoric number one pakistan has this uh, stupid fantasy that one day it will lead the muslim world even though so far in the 70 years it has failed to lead even its own people right um bangladesh got separated obviously we we know what's going on in balochistan we know what's going on in the rest of pakistan what's going on in the tribal areas we we know all of that um so obviously this country has i mean the the leaders of this country you know the present and the past leaders they have failed to uh, lead even their own country so i mean these people just like fantasizing about leading the whole muslim world i mean that's a joke right they can barely lead their own people and uh, so you have to understand that that's one thing uh, but they have they do have this fantasy they still you know engage in that they still try to you know act like they are some some kind of representative of the muslim world um there's this other thing that mr imran khan his government is is in trouble domestically if you, if you see uh, you know uh, what's going on in pakistan these days <clears throat> the kind of domestic politics that is taking place in pakistan so you will you will realize that this has also a lot to do with you know with mr imran khan trying to um get that support from islamists you know because you know you have to understand that he's he's a guy who's who who has this past you know in which he was a playboy right and he married uh, someone from a jewish family right so he always had that uh, you know accusation thrown at him allegations thrown at him you know mossad agent israeli agent jewish agent stuff like that so he's also trying to wash that away but at the same time he's trying to gain support from islamists because he needs that support in the coming days right because his government is in trouble he has failed to deliver he has failed uh, on all of his uh, claims certain promises right that he made in the past and uh, even his own uh, many of his own supporters they have uh, you know they have just like left quietly they are not interested in this guy anymore and so this person is you know engaging in this kind of stuff because yeah it is it is good for him um, domestically in in domestic politics in pakistan it's is good for him he will he will gain from that you know so he's he's engaging in that stuff because of this as well now obviously there are some other factors too but i'm not going to go into that i want to talk about turkey uh, mr erdogan the reason that he is engaging in this kind of stuff well first of all there are many geopolitical reasons right he's he's having this rivalry with france you know over libya and stuff and you know all of that stuff I'm not going into that that's not our topic today but 
one thing that I just want to point out about uh, Erdogan and you know Turkey. You see, Turkish economy is tanking, right? And Mr. Erdogan, due to his Islamist policies and due to, um, you know, basically stupid decisions, I would say, he has uh, basically isolated Turkey to a great extent, I would say. Uh, if, you, if you look at Turkey right now, I mean, Turkey has so many fronts open with so many different actors in the region and uh, very soon turkey will find itself extremely isolated right so he needs to do all of that because he needs something to divert the attention of uh, turkish population which is very concerned right unlike the pakistani population turkish population is still very um, secular open-minded and they are not liking what mr erdogan is doing to turkey obviously and they're concerned right so he needs support and he will get support from islamists right that's uh, that's who's going to support him uh, if he keeps on doing stuff like this right so that's why he did the higher sophia thing that's why he you know he's engaging in this uh, rhetoric where he is uh, you know continuously using uh, the islam card right that the card of religion and it's, it's really low to use uh, religion and politics by the way but he is doing that and uh, he's gaining a lot of support in islamist circles not just in turkey by the way but also around the world and um, well that's uh, that's what he's seeking but he also knows and you know many um, turkish policymakers know this and uh, many turks you know also understand this that the direction that Mr. Erdogan is taking uh, Turkey in, I mean, that direction, I mean, uh, we, we don't even know that if uh, um, if there's an end to it or, you know, maybe there's no end to it. It's just a, you know, it's just a very long fall, you know. And, I mean, the direction Turkey is going, I mean, this is the same Turkey uh, which used to be um, an example a model to follow for uh, all the other Muslim majority countries just like even 10 to 15 years ago right this is the same Turkey but that's also not true because this is not the same Turkey Mr. Erdogan has completely changed Turkey and uh, even though that uh, majority of Turks today are uh, secular but Mr. Erdogan has just, uh, you know, he has just changed uh, uh, the path that Turkey was, uh, you know, traveling on for so many years. And he just turned things upside down. And uh, uh, one thing is for sure, uh, whenever this whole, uh, you know, drama ends and whenever Mr. Erdogan goes away, Turkey will feel will continue to feel the impact of these, uh, you know, policies and whatever's going on in the present. Turkey will continue to feel the impact of that uh, for a long time to come. You know, that's that's something that is uh, that is a done deal, right? So, so that's the situation. I, uh, you know, my my thoughts are with the French people. Um, 
I, I can only hope that no more incidents of such uh, brutal uh, acts of terrorism take place in France. Um, but it's you know what at this point it's not just France, it's not even just France, and I mean the whole West you can say is uh, is threatened by this incitement, and uh, we can only hope that things get better and you know get back on track very soon. But if Mr. Macron fails to deliver, then I guess we are looking towards. Um, France, you know, being led by Marine Lieben in the future. And that should scare us uh, all, basically. That should be scary for all of us, you know. Not just Muslims, not just Jews, but all of us. So, anyway guys, this is it for today. Take care. I'll be back very soon. Bye-bye.